0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The temperatures are coming up and the snow is still coming down. A winter storm warning is in effect from 10 o'clock tonight until 7 o'clock Saturday morning for Berrien County. Expect system snow plus 6 to 12 inches of heavy lake effect snow. That's possible under the snow band. Winter weather advisory for the rest of the area until 1 o'clock Friday for widespread system snow up to three inches possible by tomorrow morning, drive carefully. In local news, we've been hearing from our state representatives this week. They're back in Lansing for a session next Wednesday. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is set to deliver her sixth State of the State address. We asked State Representative Joey Andrews what he would like to hear the governor address. I'm hoping to hear some focus on, um, you know, how we're going to go about growing Michigan. We had that whole Growing Michigan Council and this, you know, obvious focus on our population problem. And so I'm hoping that we uh, we hear from the governor on her plan going forward as far as that's concerned and, you know, what the prospect for economic development in our state is going to be. We also heard from State Representative Pauline Wenzel, who had a different view when asked what would she want to hear the governor say. If I had anything to say about it, hopefully nothing. I mean, let's be honest, we have passed a whirlwind of, um, of legislation the past year, record-breaking um, amounts of legislation. And there will be lots of effects coming from this legislation that we don't even know yet. We need to take a break. We need to take a breather here. The governor's speech is set for next Wednesday, January 24 at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to it right here on WSJM. The superintendent of Michigan's schools is asking state lawmakers to pass legislation requiring the parents of homeschool children to register with the government. That proposal is opposed by state representative Brad Paquette, a former teacher who says registration is unnecessary. Some policy coming our way from what I hear uh, to try and make homeschool students register with the state and have that be as a requirement. So I'm very concerned about that. We have a very big homeschool population here in southwest Michigan, and I've been meeting with them. Michigan's state superintendent of public instruction is Dr. Michael Rice. He sent a letter to state lawmakers asking for the registration requirement, saying knowing where all children are enrolled in an educational setting is an issue of public safety. Paquette disagrees and says the state, through the education committee that he previously led, provided funding to school districts to conduct outreach to homeschool students. Rather than just assuming and trusting the fact that they're going to do what's best for their kids, they're now going to have the ball going to their court of having to prove that they aren't doing anything wrong, which again, all the strings come attached, um, starting with uh, registration. So very concerned about that. Michigan is one of 11 states in the nation that does not require notification when parents decide to homeschool their children. The state of Michigan Cannabis Regulatory Agency has released how much revenue recreational and medicinal marijuana generated in 2023, and it was more than $3 billion. For comparison, the largest field crop in Michigan is corn, and it's worth an estimated $2 billion. Daniel Paul is the vice president of marketing at Nobo, a cannabis company with cultivation and retail locations in Michigan. He says the revenue is pleasantly surprising. It makes me laugh. Um, who in the world would be a corn grower today if you could convert over to to, to, to marijuana and see the, the prices go up? Paul says the revenue is strong because demand is strong, and it's spread across a wide age demographic. But just because demand isn't strong doesn't mean every new marijuana dispensary is going to be a golden goose. Paul says the oversaturation of retail establishments is real and they're beginning to see the potential for consolidation. I think in 24, you'll probably see Some consolidation taking place, where where, where smaller grows or smaller retail chains uh, decide to to hook up with the bigger ones, or venture out to new states as they start to come online. In 2023, the portion of marijuana revenues given back to municipalities was $60 million. Schools received $70 million, and another $70 million went to the Michigan Transportation Fund. Those amounts are projected to be higher when distributions are made later this year. National organizations are putting the word out that the donated blood supply is critically low in many places across the United States right now. A number of areas are seeing emergency appeals for more donations. Locally, Joe Brown is the director of lab services at Corwell Health in southwest Michigan. Day-to-day, our needs are being met, uh, but we are working with our blood supplier every day to replenish the products that we have on the shelf. Versity Blood Center of Michigan is Corwell's partner for blood supplies. That organization has a goal of keeping at least a three-day supply available for local hospitals. Last September, the group said the level was down to just a one-day supply. That has since improved Brown says that's good news, and Corwell would appreciate people considering making the donations on a more regular basis. So far, we've had sufficient supply to meet all of our clinical needs, but uh, every blood unit is a donation. So we rely on community members and regular donors to keep those supplies uh, well stocked. If you're interested in donating blood, find the story on our website, wsjm.com. Click the link to find the nearest blood drive or donation center. The PGA of America this week announced they are inviting people to consider registering for PGA Job Match to be considered for a new cycle of positions that support the PGA of America's high-profile 2024 major championships. Brandon Haney says it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get involved in a professional sports tournament. He adds the programs help support the local community and get the word out about job opportunities that start months before and last weeks after a major event. It's not only championship week. You know, when we come in and we get ready for a championship, our build and construction of all the temporary infrastructure that it takes to put on this major championship starts uh, about six weeks beforehand. So there are job opportunities that really start at the beginning of April. You can register now online. We have a link on our website, wsjm.com. Registration is open through February 15th, The events they're advertising for right now include the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship at Harbor Shores, also the PGA Championship in Louisville, and the KPMG Women's PGA Championship in Sammamish in June. Job opportunities include part-time and full-time temporary work from April to July. And in case you haven't noticed, a lot of people are incredibly excited about the prospect of the Detroit Lions making their way into the playoffs, so much so that there's a local radio station, Rock 107W-IRX, that wants to bring back former Detroit Lion Barry Sanders. Plan B morning show host Brock Haven said they started the petition asking the Detroit Lions to guarantee that if they make it to the Super Bowl, the legend and pro football Hall of Famer gets to play. Even though I'm a diehard Packer fan, I think it is only right For us to all come together and make sure that if the Detroit Lions make the Super Bowl, he gets to suit up for at least one play. You can find the link to sign the petition in the news story that's posted on our website at WSJM.com. In state news, the government is looking into reports of fires in some Chrysler minivans, fires that happened in vehicles that were supposedly fixed. Autobeat reporter Jeff Gilbert. The first fix was a software update, part of a 2022 recall of 2017 at 18 Chrysler Pacifica hybrids that followed a dozen fires. Now there have been four more fires in vehicles that had the update. The government's now joining in to determine if more needs to be done. Stellantis engineers have yet to find a root cause for the problem. No injuries have been reported. The company says it's cooperating in the investigation. Jeff Gilbert, the Michigan News Network. A new independent report appears to clear the Michigan State Police of widespread policing discrimination. Michigan News Network's Jonathan Carlson. Racial disparities in traffic stops has been under the microscope at Michigan State Police ever since a previously commissioned study found minorities were being stopped at an alarmingly higher rate than others. The reasons were never fully determined. MSP promised reform. Now, a new survey by an independent consulting firm has found those disparities, while they may exist, don't appear to be the result of widespread discriminatory policing. However, the 18-month probe does say what the department is doing right and where they can focus on improvement. Jonathan Carlson for the Michigan News Network. And the Macomb County Sheriff's Office is looking for a woman who scammed a Lions fan out of two tickets for Sunday's game. Michigan News Network's Luke Sloan. Sheriff's Office investigators say a man came across a Facebook post earlier this week made by a woman selling two tickets to the Lions-Bucks game Sunday at Ford Field. The man was interested in the tickets, so he texted back and forth with the woman, agreeing on a price and arranging a payment through Venmo. The man then sent two payments to the woman, but never got the tickets. He reported the crime immediately to the Sheriff's Office, and now they're trying to find the woman. I'm Luke Sloan for the Michigan News Network. And in the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A look at national news is next. In the WSJM newsroom Unken Lundberg, the US military today continuing its attacks on the Houthi missile sites in Yemen, but the president is questioning how effective they've been in stopping that terror group. ABC's Andy Field has the latest from Washington. The Pentagon reporting U.S. fighter jets destroyed at least 14 Houthi missiles at a dozen launch sites. These missiles on launch rails presented an imminent threat to merchant vessels and U.S. Navy ships in the region. Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh agreeing with President Biden, who said U.S. attacks have not stopped Houthi missile launches, but that the U.S. will continue hitting back as long as those Yemen rebels threaten Red Sea commercial ships. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Some 90,000 military personnel will be st- staging a series of war games in Europe soon. ABC's Inez Lakutara has more from the Foreign Desk. NATO announcing it'll be launching its largest exercise since the Cold War, with about 90,000 troops expected to join the so-called Steadfast Defender 2024 drills that will be held through May. NATO saying, quote, Steadfast Defender 2024 will demonstrate NATO's ability to rapidly deploy forces from North America and other parts of the alliance to reinforce the defense of Europe. In de la Guterre, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. President Joe Biden was in Raleigh, North Carolina on Thursday to tout his economic agenda and call out Republican frontrunner former President Donald Trump, who said he's hoping the economy collapses before the election. He doesn't want to be the next Herbert Hoover. As I told him, he's already Hoover. He's the only president to be president for four years and lose jobs, not gain any jobs. The spotlight in the race for the Republican presidential nomination has moved to New Hampshire ahead of Tuesday's primary. But as one of the challengers, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis traverses the state. His operation is also focusing attention on a more distant contest, South Carolina's February 24th primary. ABC's Brittany Shepard is in New Hampshire with this report. Turns out DeSantis is focusing his campaign efforts elsewhere, Nikki Haley's home state of South Carolina. In fact, the Florida governor did not fly straight to New Hampshire after Monday's Iowa caucuses, in which he placed a distant second behind Trump. Instead, he beelined the Palmetto State. His campaign sees this as a way to put Haley on notice on her home turf, with limited downside for him in New Hampshire, where his public support has plummeted to roughly 25 points behind Haley, according to 538's latest polling average of the state. Brittany Shepard, ABC News, Manchester, New Hampshire. Nikki Haley fired back at former President Donald Trump this morning at a campaign stop in Hollis, New Hampshire. Last night, the former president attacked her presidential candidacy, saying if the former South Carolina governor wins the Republican nomination, it will lead to Democrats winning up and down the ballot. Trump says things. Americans aren't stupid to just believe what he says. The reality is, who lost the House for us? Who lost the Senate? Who lost the White House? Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And finally tonight, the Innocence Project is taking up the case of Scott Peterson. He was convicted in 2004 for killing his wife, Lacey, and their unborn child. New documents have been filed and ABC's Alex Stone has been going through them. In hundreds of pages of documents filed in a Northern California court, attorneys with the Innocence Project are asking the court to provide evidence from the 2004 trial involving a burglary across the street from Scott and Lacey Peterson's home the same day she vanished. The Peterson family has long claimed it was linked to her murder and that Scott Peterson was innocent. There were arrests made in that burglary. They're also asking for evidence involving a van found burning on the morning of December 25th, 2000. 2002, Alex Stone, ABC News. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.